1: Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God.
0: And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Ramo Word of Faith, the Word Church. And I welcome back to another exciting broadcast of Faith on Fire. We've been uh, speaking on the subject of the keys of the kingdom. Jesus said in Matthew 16, 19, uh, I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever things you bound on earth are bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth loose in heaven, and we've been referring to those keys as keys of success keys are uh, or insight to how heaven is done, how heaven is run and it's, Jesus called it the kingdom of God, and it's also but it's referred to as the kingdom from heaven, the kingdom of heaven so uh we're we're citizens of heaven when we get born again, and God has uh rules and regulations in that government that we're in now. And he tells us to be transformed by the renewing of our minds and start thinking and acting this way because we're kingdom citizens. And uh, we talked about that first key, which is one of the master keys. I think the first two keys are really master keys. And that first key was faith because the scripture said without faith, it's impossible to please him. Those who come to him must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And that second key is love because the scripture say God is love. And the scripture also says that faith won't work without love. So I think those are two master keys uh, that you have to always use. But this third key that we're discussing this week is called forgiveness. Yeah, that old F word called forgiveness, and that's a that's a biggie one. But uh, that's, that's, that 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 kind of goes in line with those other two keys because it's all about forgiveness. Because when we came into the kingdom, guess what, Richard? We were forgiven.
1: We were forgiven of all sin.
0: Yeah, we were forgiven. For he who knew no sin was made sin for us that we may become the righteousness of God. He forgave. Actually, the scripture said he blotted out all of our sins, blotted out. I like to refer to it as spot remover. That's how you remove a spot. You just you blot it out. So he blotted out all our sin. And he said he's going to throw it in the sea of forgetfulness, not to even bring it up again. God says he's done that for us when we receive Jesus, Lord and Savior. Then he went around, turned around and told us to extend that same forgiveness to others. That's a big one. So he told us to do that. And actually, remember in James, it said, now, don't just be a hearer of the word only because you're going to deceive yourself. He said, but be a hearer and also a doer of the word, because if you're a doer, a hearer and a doer, you'll be blessed in what you do. God's desire, that's why he gave us the keys of the kingdom, the keys to success, is to keep us in the blessed zone. So he said, if you do it like this, because this is how it's done in heaven. Remember, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He wants things done on earth as they in heaven. And this is how heaven is run. This is how hev- heaven is governed by the keys of the kingdom. So he's telling us, he's given us the mysteries to the kingdom which in his word and giving us understanding. He said, now you use these, you'll make your way prosperous, and you'll have good success. So now the ball is in our court. So now we have to practice what we're learning. We have to practice forgiveness like everything else. You have to practice. That's how your mind gets renewed. You start doing it. You don't just hear it. So with that forgiveness, and I was reminded of something, and I'm going to go to this one scripture in Matthew 6, 14. Actually, just before 6, 14, the disciples asked Jesus, teach us to pray. And Jesus told them, you know, when you pray, pray in this manner. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And this is uh, Matthew 6. I'm at 10 now. Look at verse 11. Give us this day our daily bread. Uh Uh-oh, here's verse 12. And forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. We all know that. But look what the next verse says, verse 14. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Verse 15. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. That's a powerful statement. He's like... That's after the model prayer. He says, then he went right into forgiving people. Why? Because we've been forgiven. So we got to extend that forgiveness. And a lot of Christians don't want to do that.
1: Well, you know, he started back in first John, we were looking at love, you know, last week. And he says that this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for us. And so love and forgiveness, you're right, are tied completely together because God loved us so much (laughs) that he sent his son that we might be forgiven of our sin. And so it was love that caused him to act so that we might be forgiven. See, it was his love for us that spurred his mercy and his grace and his forgiveness to us. See, because God is love. Because God loved us, he acted in a way so that through faith in Jesus Christ, we could be forgiven. We, as Christians, are told that we are to love... It says, "Who, if you say you love God, but you hate your neighbor, the truth is not in you. You're lying. <laughs> and so we, often as Christian people, we think that we are... We love God, and we're doing exactly what God would want us to do, but we can't stand our neighbor. We we And, and we were talking before we came on the air, and you were talking about a couple of people you know. They're both Christians, and they live in a complex. They're the only two Christians in that apartment complex. That I know of. And they're fighting. And you like know that the dogs. rest of the complex sees this, and they're like, well, who needs Christianity? Who needs to be a Christian? I, I'm as good as these two.
0: If this is how you guys act, why would I want to be a part of you? What you guys are doing. And
1: if this is how you act toward each other. (laughs) It's (laughs) not even as if you're a Christian and you're being mean to non-Christians. If you're being mean to each other, why do I even want this? And so as Christians, we we are told to love God, but we're also told to love each other. And as part of that love comes forgiveness. We are to forgive each other. You know, we were looking yesterday at the scripture that talks about what you do when a brother sins against you. You're supposed to go to them. 99% of the time, you don't need to go to people. You know, people say something or somebody cuts you off in traffic or whatever, and and you just forgive them. You just say, you know what? I've done it. It it's happens. It's not a big deal. I'm just going to forgive them. You don't follow them to wherever they're going and then say, you know, I need to confront you, brother, because you upset me. So 99% of the time... Right. We just let it go. We just forgive people. But every once in a while, something happens. It it does upset us. It just kind of eats at us. And it's usually a family member or coworker or something. That's when he says, when that happens, you go to them. Mm-hmm. Somebody you're in a relationship with. You go to them. And then you tell them, you know, this is what you did. And most of the time, I'd say, once again, 99% of the time, they say, man, I didn't really mean that. I'm really sorry. That that wasn't what how I wanted it to come across. Or even... Now, as I look back, I'm really sorry I did it. And so we're usually typically reconciled with people when we go to them. But then he says, if that doesn't work, go with two or three others. And then if that doesn't work, then you go to the church. But as we talked before about this type of situation, oftentimes we don't go to the person that upset us. We go to everybody we know that they know Mm -hmm. and tell them how much they upset us so we can make them look bad. We have got to do it the way the Bible says. The world says, go to everybody you know who will side with you so you can drum up support and you can win this argument. That's what the world says. The Bible says, no, you go to that person in private and you
0: talk to them. And the Bible instructs us in Romans not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. We're to renew our mind to thinking like Christ, to thinking like God. And how you do that, you have to receive with meekness the engrafted word. That's able to save your souls. And I again, here's another scripture, one we love. But the next scripture after of it is where a lot of revelation is. Here's Mark eleven twenty four. Look what he says. For Jesus speaking, for surely I say unto you, whosoever whatsoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believe those things he shall say, be done. He will have whatever he says. But verse 24 says this. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. A lot of people love that scripture, especially in the word of faith churches. They love that. Well, so things you desire when you pray, believe you receive and you'll have them. Okay, God, I believe that. And we understand that's in line with a godly life. But look what the next verse says. A lot of people skip this one, 25. And when you stand praying or sit praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your father in heaven may also forgive your trespasses. Verse 26. But if you do not forgive, neither will your father in heaven forgive your trespasses. He keeps on talking about forgiveness and everything he says. He just talked about it in, in in the model prayer. And then over here, when he said you asked for something, he said, Now remember, don't forget this part. Do that part. Believe you receive. But I want do this too. Forgive somebody. Don't come to me harboring bitterness against your brother and asking me for something. So you have to extend that. And also, one more before we move on, look at Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23. It's in there again. And the Bible says this, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word should be established. So we got to get it out of God's word. We got to see what God's word said about it instead of forming our own opinion or saying, well, I feel well. And well, you feel Conform to the world, but you're supposed to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So look at Ephesians. Well, see, we might
1: feel like getting revenge, but that's not yeah, what right, the right. Bible says. Well, he
0: said we walk by faith, not by feelings. <laughs> and, and when we say we walk by faith, that's walking by God's word, what He said. Jesus right. said, "Have faith in God." That's we walk by what the Word of God says, not by how we feel. But look, uh, twenty so, no, that's third. Ephesians four thirty two. Look what He says here. And again, he was talking about putting away things. In 32, he says, and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. He tells you that. So we got three witnesses that talked about forgiving. And I got some more here. We're going to, as we move on, we're going to discuss those. But God keeps reminding us. He keeps, if a parent have to tell you more than one time, they really mean it. So the father God through his holy scriptures which are able to make us wise and to give us instruction and correction and righteousness. He did told us three times already to extend forgiveness to others. So now are we going to be just a hearer of this only, or are we going to actually practice it? Because here's the deal in life. You're going to have an opportunity to practice the word.
1: Well, so you're going to have opportunity to forgive people. You're or also not. going to have an <laughs> opportunity to ask to be forgiven.
0: You're going to have, that's just See, life is going to happen. just the way it happens that's, in life. It's gonna we happen. rub
1: each other, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, there's going to be times in your life when somebody does something to you, you're going to have opportunity to forgive them. There's going to be times in your life when you do it, and somebody's going to have opportunity to forgive you. Right. And we've talked before about the fact that whenever we do something and we ask people to forgive us, we always want them to forgive us. Mm-hmm. So if we want people to always forgive us, guess what? We need to always forgive others.
0: And you know what? Here's an an area that I was challenged in. I'm going to be a little transparent now. You know, our relationship with our children. You know, we we try to teach our children to forgive others and to ask for forgiveness when they've been disobedient towards what the rules we set down. And we love it when our kids come back and say, oh, I'm sorry, Dad, you know, forgive me. But now you as a parent, are you willing to go to your child and say, you know what, son, daughter, well, I was wrong. That's either. a big one there. That's it. <laughs> that. We're being transparent here today because that's a big one, even with me. And I, the Holy Spirit keeps reminding me of that. You know what? Don't be ashamed or too prideful to go and ask your kids to forgive you. Because remember the scriptures in Ephesians, he's got an instruction for children. Honor your parents that it may go well with you Honor your mother and father. So now then he said something about parents too. Don't provoke your children. So with that, we have to ask our children because we make mistakes too. We ain't perfect. We ain't Holy Ghost junior. (laughs) So we make mistakes too. So we have to, again, you just said it earlier. We're going to have to go to people and ask them for forgiveness. That includes your children. So parents out there, you know, you have to swallow your pride because, you know, God resists the pride. See, prideful. that
1: can include that brother-in-law you don't like. That yeah, can include yeah. that sister-in-law you don't yeah. like. That could include that coworker you don't and like. And again,
0: life's going to give you those opportunities to prove what that good and perfect and acceptable will of God is. That comes off that renewing of the mind. He said that you may prove. So when your mind is renewed and you're a doer of the word, not just a hear. You actually do it. You're proving what that good and perfect and acceptable will of God is. And the scripture is saying in Ephesians, finding out what the will of the Lord is. Well, the will of the Lord is that we forgive one another. Mm-hmm.
1: When God forgives us, see, and this is where the forgiveness of others comes in with the forgiveness that God has given us. It says God has forgiven us that the Holy Spirit comes alive in us. And it's in that that we're able to forgive even those people who are mean to us, who despitefully use us. Because, once again, in our own sinful nature, we're not prone to that. That's not what we want to do. That's not the world's way. It's not the way of our own sinful nature. Our sinful nature is prideful. Our sinful nature doesn't want to let you trample over my feelings. It doesn't want to let you trample over my thoughts. My sinful nature wants to rise up and protect itself. It wants to guard its pride. Well, Well, we need to be willing to listen to the Holy Spirit and to forgive people even when we don't feel And like I'm them.
0: glad you said that about listening to the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit going to bear witness to the truth of God's word. Amen. And Paul revealed this to us. He said, I crucify my flesh daily. Then he made a bold declaration. To
1: do it moment by yeah, moment. Yeah, moment
0: by moment, minute by minute, like the Doobie Brothers. And then he said over in Galatians 2.20, he made a bold declaration, and I have to make this declaration often. I have been crucified with Christ Jesus. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I live in the flesh, I now live by the faith of the Son of the Man who loved me and gave himself for me. So You have Christians, to declare that. See, yeah. as
1: Christians, we got to re- declare that every day. Yeah, you got to. But now I'm living according to the Holy Spirit. I'm going to put my <laughs> flesh to death. I'm not going to— do what it, my flesh wants to do. My so flesh you, is going to want to do all kinds of things. It, it'll but I'm not it'll gonna... take
0: you further than you want to go because you want to cause and keep you longer than you want to be kept. Well, you know, if, you let, people, if
1: you're led by it. Right. A lot of people want to blame sin. A lot of people want to blame the devil. i say your own sinful nature will do it. <laughs> <Right. first. laughs> you, you don't even need the devil's nah, help. Now nah, you might use nature.
0: something to, what's the word I want to use, to accelerate that nature, like some alcohol, some spirits, some pharmaceuticals. But your sinful nature... Actually that's what it wants to do. And when you put some intoxins in it, we were talking about that earlier for the broadcast, it just opens the door up there. It just accelerates that sinful nature process. That's why oh, that's why the scriptures say don't be drunk. Oh, he say but be filled drunk right, and filled in the spirit. It just opens it just the spirits. So, yeah, so here's another one. You know, Flip
1: Wilson used to have that thing, you know, the devil made me do it. I tell people all the time, the devil doesn't need to make you do anything. Your sinful nature will do it on its own. Right, 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 right. It doesn't need help.
0: Right, right. Now, he he might plan a thought for you real quick, but the Bible says you go ahead and act on it. He made you act on it. Your own sinful
1: nature will just take care of everything by itself. Right, 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 right. This is why we have to live by the Spirit. You can't just talk about living by the Spirit. You can't just talk about, oh, this all sounds good. We need to forgive people. You need to live by the Spirit on a day-to-day, moment-by-moment.
0: And all that means, live by the Spirit, is be a doer of the Word. Do the Word. Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, they are Spirit and they are life. Those who worship Him must worship Him in Spirit and truth. Worship means to live for Him. He said, live by my Word. And look what He tells us in Colossians chapter 3. I'm going to start at verse 12. And He's talking about us. And I got a subtitle here. Oh, man, this is a good subtitle. Character of the New Man. See, we're the new man because we're born again. Now, look at what it says, verse 12. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. Therefore, as the elect of God, he's talking about us. He called us the elect of God. Look, holy and beloved. Yes, Richard, I am holy and I'm beloved. Look what he tells us. Here's the instruction. Put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering. Verse 13, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. (laughs) <laughs> if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, you also must do. He said must do. He didn't say it was optional. He said you must do because why you've been forgiven and you're going to go back to God a million more times in your Christian life and ask for some more forgiveness. So he says, be mindful to extend it. That's why I had to tell a sister yesterday. How many times have you gone? She said the classic one, Richard. Yeah, well, I'll forgive it, but I ain't going to forget it. And I say, well, yeah,
1: man. If I had a dog for every time I heard yeah, that, yeah, that
0: was the classic one. But that's what I said. I say, well, so have you ever asked God for forgiveness? And she said, yes. I say, do you want Him to remember it? What does He said about uh, your sin when you ask Him to forgive it? Did He say, oh, I'm I'm keeping log of this? She said, no. He He said He'll remember it no more. Well, well, He wants you to do the same thing. Remember, because as He is, so are you. You're an ambassador for Christ. You're His representative. So He said He wants you to forget it too. So. That don't mean you got to hang out with the person every day, but don't keep a record of it because that's what we want to do. That's that world system. The world taught us keep records. Now every thing they did. And God says in the kingdom, we don't do that in the kingdom. When we forget it, we didn't blotted it out. This spot removal. He said, I ain't going to bring it up no more. Now we know the devil's going to use your relatives to bring it up, but God says, I ain't going to remember it no more. So praise the Lord. That's, that's the gospel right there because we've all done things in our past, and I'm glad God said he ain't going to bring them up no more because that gives us the opportunity to preach the gospel. Because We know the apostle Paul. He was forgiven, and that him not having no condemnation, and his forgiveness allowed him to do the work of the ministry and to write over half the New Testament. That's forgiveness right there. You
1: know, the Bible talks about if you're at the altar bringing your sacrifice to God. Ooh, that's another one. <laughs> and you remember... That you have done something to a brother, put your sacrifice down, go to them, ask for forgiveness, and then go back to the altar and ask now,
0: them. Now, I told you my story about how I had to do that. I just got saved, but I was a student of the scripture. I was studying, and I ran across that verse of scripture in the Bible. I think it was in Matthew. And I happened to be going to this church. I was about a year old in Christ. And there was somebody in the congregation there, a police officer, that uh, me and him back in the day just didn't get along. And I read that scripture the night before, then Saturday, Sunday was service and it was an offering time and the Holy Spirit, that's what he'll do. He'll remind you of the word. He reminded me of this scripture. And before offering time, I sent a note back about five rows back to this particular person telling him I wanted to speak to him. And he was like, what? And he knew who I was, not who he was. But he agreed to speak to me and I went back there and I took my Bible and I shared that scripture with him. I said, you know what? The Bible says before offering, if I, and I asked him, would you forgive me? And he, guess what? He used to be the officer that was harassing me all the time. But, and I I reciprocated. <laughs> so I, and I disrespected him. I, you know, and I asked him to forgive me for all of that when I was walking in darkness. And he said yes. And then it was offering time. And I took my offering up. And I'm going to fast forward, later on that week, the mayor of our town, he went to that church too, he called me and he was a friend of mine. He said, Vince, uh, just want to ask you something. He said, Officer so and so was in my office today and he was bawling like a little baby. He was just crying like a little baby, and all he could say was, I talked to Vince Sunday at service. <laughs> he said, I just want to know what you said to him, because I've been trying to minister to this guy for three years, and whatever you said it got through to him. I say, I just shared a scripture with him on forgiveness. He said, well, whatever you did, it worked. God confirms his word with miracles, signs, and wonders. Now, did I feel like forgiving him? No. Consult with my feelings, because my feelings remembered all the stuff he did to me. I had to walk by faith. I had to do what the word of God says, because I wanted to be blessed in what I do. And when I did that, I honored the Lord. I was pleasing to him. And then... The windows of heaven just stay open for me because I was a doer, not just a hearer. And that's what God wants us to do.
1: Well, see, God says to us to go to our brother, then come back and offer our offering to him.
0: I the did way that. we usually do
1: it, and you did it right, <laughs> but the way that we usually do it, the Christians usually do it is they eliminate the step of going to the other person. They just ask God to forgive them, and now it's all taken care of. Right, right. They don't want to go to the—and and I tell people all the time, that's because, once again, pride comes in. I, You have to put your pride aside to go to somebody and say, you know what? Oh, yes, I this did. This <laughs> situation was my fault, and I did this, and will you please forgive me? See, we have to set our pride aside. We don't want to lose our pride even to our loved ones. We don't want to lose it even to our spouse sometimes. We don't want to admit to our spouse that we were the one in the wrong. We don't want to admit to our coworker we were the one in the wrong. We don't want to admit to anybody we were the one in the wrong, so we eliminate the step of going to them, and we just ask God to forgive us and say, okay, that's good enough. God's forgiven me. I don't need to worry about what they think of me anymore. But what happens is, yes, God will forgive you, but the consequences of what you have done with them still remain, and well, so the problems are I, I still there. I think that
0: works, that part, just going to God, when you don't have access to the other person. If they're on the other side of the country, you don't know where they are. But if you see them every day,
1: but see, the consequences <laughs> of what you've done still remain right. because you haven't worked it out. You haven't done what God said. He said, go you to gold your gold
0: brother it. or sister. But you this didn't is do that. Once
1: again, pride because mm-hmm. we just don't want to humble ourselves. How many times have you heard somebody apologize this way? I'm sorry for what I did, but you made me so mad. I'm sorry for what I said, but you upset me so much. When you apologize like that, really what you're saying is. Yes, I did wrong, but it was your fault,
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, (laughs) right?
1: mm -hmm. And so what we need to do is say, I'm sorry, and stop. I'm sorry, and don't go on to, but you made me. Because really when you say, but you made me so upset, you made me so mad, you're really saying, yes, I acted bad, but it was your fault anyway.
0: Well, everybody has a butt. <laughs> right. Everybody has one of them, and we and, know what they say about them. So anyway, and
1: so we need to get to the place where we're willing to humble ourselves to other people and say, "I'm sorry."
0: And the scripture says that, "Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God." That means submit to what God says. He said, "And He will exalt you." Well, he see, said, we don't "He'll mind promote that so you." So much,
1: but we don't want to humble ourselves to others. No, no.
0: Well, that goes with it. You got to humble yourself. Well, under the mighty hand of God, that means do what God said, do it. So if he said, go right. to your brother, I got to do that. But before we go, here's one more. Look, John chapter 20, verse 20 through 23. This is, this is, uh, it says, it says a uh, verse 20. When he had said this, he showed them his hands. This is when Jesus ascended. Uh, the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. This is when Jesus reappeared verse 21. So Jesus said to them again, he must have said it the first time because he said he said it again. Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. Verse 22. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Oh, that's the empowerment right there. Now look what he said in verse 23. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Well, he says he wants us to forgive, and uh, that's going to do it for this segment of Faith on Fire. We pray that you were blessed by this segment, and uh, you know what? We're out of time, but we're definitely out out of word, and we just want to remind you, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, PO Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, PO Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.